Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stop whatever you're doing. Close your emails, pull into a lay-by, put down that spoon, stop jogging for fuck's sake. It's time for News Thing, the podcast. Britain's longest-running and least-shit satirical podcast. Now, bringing you the facts that matter and the opinions that don't, please welcome your hosts, Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of News Thing from the people who bring you Top Flight Time Machine. This is our podcast about non-footballing news and related matters. <laughs> I'm Sam Delaney. And I'm Andy Dawson. Sam, was that meant to be George Weir or was that meant to be a Russian? Because it felt a little bit in between the two. No, it's definitely Weir. Was it? Okay. There was, there was no there was no, no semblance of a Russian involved. Uh, all right. uh, I want to make that clear, particularly yeah. because of this podcast, that the, the brand news thing does have um, an unfortunate history of uh, associations with the Russians, which I can't stress enough, it no longer exists. But we it, are we are pure British now. It wasn't unfortunate. Are, uh, it wasn't unfortunate when you were taking their money for two and a half years, was it? No, no, that's true. Yeah, it was better in as it was fortunate in as much as they paid us, but unfortunate because of um, I don't know Crimea, Ukraine, other things. I think you've already said enough. I've said enough. Yeah. Anyway, the important thing is now we are pure British podcast. Um, we are not influenced by the Russians nor those bureaucrats in Brussels trying to push other podcasts around and tell them what to say. No. <laughs> Andy and I uh, exist entirely outside of Brussels, or indeed the deluded metropolitan elite. Andy's up there currently recording this from his home in Sunderland, Um, and I'm here in Barnes, southwest London. Got a meeting at the BBC after this, actually, so we've got to be quick. If if anything... I I, I just had avocado for breakfast as well. But other than all those things I just said, I am totally outside of the metropolitan bubble with authentic real british views about real people it's quite fitted that we're doing this from bedrooms because we're a bit like that prison paul fella who does his fucking video blogs in his basement and oh what that young lad yeah we're, we're like all of them them people that have, have are just sitting in box rooms around the country and putting out fucking shite that no one listens to do you know what? Do you know the reason why, despite the fact that, you know, you and I, 
well, certainly me, I can't speak for you. I have a lot of really complex and erudite, insightful opinions on all of the important matters in British society today and beyond. Everyone knows that about me. And so people sometimes say to me, Sam, don't you one day fancy a career in politics? And I say no, because I would expect more from any serving politician than me. I'll tell you why. Ultimately, no matter how clever I think my ideas are, and don't get me wrong, I think they're clever. When I think about that guy, that kid in his basement saying all those awful, abhorrent things... (laughs) I own rather than think I would love to take him on a debate and change his mind. I always think little twat. I could easily fucking have him. I might just go and punch his head in. And that is why I can never be in politics. And that is because I'm not a good enough person. Mm. I will always ultimately think I wonder if I could fight and beat that man. But I think in his case, boy, I think the political landscape is now reaching a point where that is the kind of thing that people want. We're coming to. Yeah, but that's not good enough. Uh, is That's it the thing. Oh, I'm not saying I couldn't get elected. I could. But that's the problem. I shouldn't be. Right. No, A man like me should not be electable, right? And yet, the way things are going, I probably would be. You could and be that's running not things. right, is it? You could be running things this time next year. Who Easy knows? peasy if I wanted to, but I can't allow myself to. I have to resist the temptation because I would be awful. I'd be an awful person. Lazy, self-interested, um, juvenile. These are the things. These are my well-documented <laughs> Achilles heels. Right? And that's fine if you're just some bloke doing a podcast with his mate. But you can't give me the keys to Downing Street. You can't give me the nuclear codes, Andy. Yeah, but Trump's got them in America. So are you a worse person than Trump? Of course you're not. You're bad. Am I worse person than Trump? You're a very bad person. Yeah, I am not worse than Donald Trump. No way. But so what? This is not just because he's awful and he's got to be president. We shouldn't say, yeah, and I'm not as awful. So why shouldn't I be prime minister? Can I just... I mean, there are a lot of bad politicians, but there are some politicians who are all right. They work hard and they're doing it in the public interest. I wouldn't do that. I'd do it a bit in the public interest for a certain amount of time until I got bored and then I'd start mucking around or getting distracted. And that's not right, is it? This is supposed to be a news podcast and it seems to have already become some kind of personal diatribe by yourself. Um, self-analysis. It, you know why I do it, though? It, it could be self-analysis. It could also be the beginning of an election campaign, for all I know. It feels mm. like a bit of both. You, do you think that I'm trying to sort of make people, starting with you, go, don't be silly, Sam. Mm. You'd be amazing. Yeah, you I should think, definitely run politics. No, so. the truth is, mate, is that for various reasons... <laughs> oh, sorry, I've been distracted. There is a genuine confrontation going on outside my window Can you between my cat... Between my cat and a squirrel. Right. And the squirrels, I would have had all my, I would have bet the house on the squirrel because my cat is soft as shite. But my cat hissed it and the squirrel ran away. There you go. Is it all? See, what I'm saying is life's full of surprises. No, it's that often when I open up to you, Andy, you are very quick to get straight to the heart of complex psycho-emotional matters that plagued me for a while. And so sometimes what I'm trying to do is just use this podcast as a form of free therapy live from Sunderland. Very wise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, let's get stuck into stories. Now, there's been a lot going on in the news, um, but easily goes out saying there's just one story dominating most right mind right minded people's thoughts That's this right, week. Yeah. And and that was this story under the headline Evil Paraglider flying low over Sussex seafront and shouting abuse at people, police say. His language was foul and obscene, says victim. <laughs> was the person really a victim? Because if I'm out on the Sussex coast, which I am from time to time, holidaying with my family, yeah. and a man flies down from the sky, <laughs> out of the clouds, swoops down overhead... And says, "Oi, wankers!" at me. I don't feel like a victim. I feel like the lucky recipient of fantastic holiday entertainment. You'd give him a round of applause, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you'd hope for him to loop back round again. Yeah, you'd haul a twenty-pound note up into the sky, hoping <laughs> yeah. that he'd come down yeah. low enough and take it from you. Because you know, he's... imagine how excited the kids would be. Yeah. Look, there's a flying man, yeah. and he's swearing. Kids love people who can fly. They're always watching superhero movies. Uh huh. And Kids love swearing, don't they? They find it they really funny. I've, so, I've um, started now, my, my boy's 10, and I've started dropping in the occasional swear word. Yeah. And he fucking loves it. He loves yeah. it because yeah, it's yeah. that taboo thing, you're not allowed to swear, but I just swear openly in front of him, and he thinks it's the best yeah. thing. He knows he's not allowed to do it himself, and if he does, I'll give him a clip around the back of the head. It's an easy way to win their respect. Something like that, yeah. It's, it feels right. <laughs> And it, yeah, it, it, they admire you. And parenting is all about if it just feels right, just go with it. I think. Go, go with your gut. Yeah, exactly. If I was to write a parenting book, exactly, um, about a how-to for a modern twenty-first century dad like you and I, uh-huh. it would just be go with your gut. Yeah, parenting the Delaney way. <laughs> um, I let, I let, uh, I do a swearing amnesty when I take the kids to football. Mm. I go well for ninety minutes. You can swear within reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying c word. But, for instance, they can flick the Vs at away fans. <laughs> not not up close, but, you know, we're we're quite far from the stand, yeah. so it's just a general sort of V sign in their direction. Just the Vs uh, it, and they, not, not, not the middle finger, just the Vs. No, just the V. I don't yeah. encourage the middle finger at all, actually. In fact, sometimes I see them doing that because my six-year-old son invented something called the spin, the spin and swear. Oh, Right, where he does two middle fingers, M&M style. Yeah. And he spins on the spot with his two fingers up. <laughs> how old he is did he? it to my brother, his uncle. And how old he is went, he? Oh, get, and he calls it the spin and swear. It's a signature move of his. But I don't like it because I think, nah, the middle finger thing is just another example of the uh, encroaching Americanization of our culture, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Halloween and proms. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've just been looking yeah, into keep this. Keep it the this, I've been looking into this story about this this rogue paraglider, as he's called, and there's a couple of really good quotes. Um, mm. Richard Porter, a local resident, says he is evil. His language is foul and obscene. We mm. fell foul of him on more than one occasion. My wife will no longer go up there in case he is there. Oh <laughs> fucking Richard Porter, get a fucking grip. And uh, Samantha Small adds. He flies really low. He's a social nuisance. He's not. He's not. He's the greatest living Britain. And I know what it is as he's well. He's a fucking legend. You know what it is? It's like Fathers for Justice, but taking it to the next level. If them Fathers is, for Justice yeah. knobheads were less interested mm. in dressing up as Spider-Man and more interested in actually taking to the skies in uh, mm. hang gliders or whatever, paragliders, we'd all have a lot more respect for them. 
But I think we I might know, fucking listen to them. I think I know what this is about because one there's a very key sentence in the the Independence news story about it, which says. Yeah. Drivers who park their cars on Galley Hill are said to be prime targets for the paragliders' rage. So what it is, oh. it's people parking outside his house. That's what it's it is. It's a parking problem, yeah. And yeah, parking disagreements can drive people to the most extreme actions, can't they? Of course they can. So instead of going out and sort of either passively, aggressively leaving notes on windscreens or confronting people face to face because they've parked yeah. over his driveway what he's doing yeah. instead is taking to the skies and yeah. so he's not the greatest living britain he's actually a coward because wow. he's confronting these people where they've got no real right to reply that's what they've got think. no ability to get at him no exactly you've got to give someone a fair chance to get at you yeah if you're you? gonna dish it out you've got to be able to take it back haven't you <laughs> That's the rule. Yeah, I mean, you know, the worst kids at school were those ones who, the younger kids, who'd come and antagonise you and they'd sort of, and then run away. So they'd come up yeah. and then do that thing of darting away before you could get them. And, yeah. you know, he, I suppose he's like that, but you still got to respect the fact he's flying, Andy, no matter what. The, you know, the man's flying. That deserves respect in any context. Yeah, it, it kind of does. But what if he's... What if he's just got a shitload of money and he's just a rich twat who can afford a paraglider? Mm. And on top yeah. of that, he's not even prepared to, to face-to-face with people parking over his driveway. I've, well, I've, you know, he's at the moment, we don't have an identity for him. Are you suggesting it could be Musk, Elon Musk? It might be. He might have a holiday home in Sussex. And that's, that's what he's doing. Yeah. That's what he's spending his time during his, uh, his, his holiday time. It's exactly um, the sort of stunt he'd pull, isn't it? It is. I've gone 180 degree spin on this in, in the space of two minutes. I thought he was the greatest living Britain, and now I just think he's a prick. Well, I'm sorry, I can't agree, because you are basing all of this on speculation, like he might be Elon Musk or another eccentric billionaire. That's enough for me. Um, it, I mean, it could it could well be Branson. Uh, it's a, it, it seems like a Branson move as well. Branson's always taking to the skies, isn't he? Yeah, but I think Branson would have someone, you know, powering it for him. Branson, can you get a paraglider tandem? Is that such a thing? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't know. Yeah, but probably. let's say yes. I think Branson would be on. on he'd the back have of someone one of them. flying for him because he couldn't yeah. be bothered. Yeah, exactly. Pat Branson, he'd be happy to do the swearing, but he wouldn't want to put in the bloody hard labour required yeah, to a, control one of those. A paraglider fuckers. with a sidecar on it. You fly it. I'll do the swearing. Yeah. That sounds great. Uh, where's this bloke going to take it? You got to wonder whether or not he's going to get his knob out and start pissing on people, haven't you? It's the inevitable conclusion, it's the really. Next isn't it? Step. Yeah. Uh, how do the police combat this? Either by drone or taser. Well, they don't have. They, in America, he'd shoot him down. He's going to need a taser, isn't he, yeah, to just, shoot just him out of the sky? Yeah. Well, that would be wonderful to see. But let's hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. Because like him or hate him. The uh, Sussex paragliding man is certainly providing us all with a huge amount of entertainment during these difficult times. Uh, can I just add, what I would say yeah. is a bit curious about this is that there doesn't seem to be any video footage of him. Now, in this day and age, everyone is armed with a mobile phone and a camera. And it's the first thing you'd do is reach for your phone if is. you saw a flying yeah. swearer. So I'm casting aspersions on that as well. So perhaps he's not even real. Well. Yeah, I wonder who would have made him up. Fake news. Well, I hope not, because this podcast is renowned for its rigour in terms <laughs> oh, of the stories isn't it, it covers. Just... Um, i tell you this much, though. Whether you agree with Andy, 
who doesn't who now doesn't like the incredible flying swear man or me who still maintains he's a legend uh one man who's definitely wrong is richard porter who said he was evil because this is not what evil looks like no it's not evil. i've seen evil joseph stalin was evil wasn't he when did you see joseph Adolf stalin? hitler <laughs> no well you know in books and <laughs> pictures no but i've channel. seen i've i've met murderers Ooh. i have met murderers actually I met a murderer. I want. I met a professional hitman once, right? Yeah, okay. And he, I interviewed him, and it's a long story. For a job. But the end of the story is that he, I got away from him, and because it was only an interview. But then afterwards, he wanted to come drinking with me and and the and the other lads, and we couldn't shed him, so we did a runner, and we were in Manchester, and I went to bed. <laughs> I went to bed in my hotel thinking that we'd shaken him off, and in the middle of the night. Ooh. My bedroom door got kicked open and the killer charged into the room and stood over my bed shouting, where the fuck have you been? He was a scouser. Where the fuck have you been? You tried to fucking mug me off. And I literally pulled the duvet up over my head, a la Withnail in Withnail and I, <laughs> and was literally saying, I'm sorry, it was an accident. And I was practically, I was about like 24, 25. <laughs> I, I was very close to crying. There were tears of fear in my eyes. I learned a lot about myself that night because when the shit comes on top, you never know as a man how you're going to react. And I was a complete shithouse. But who wouldn't be? I've been interviewing him that day about the murders he had committed. So I knew what he was capable of. So when when he broke into my hotel room and started shouting aggressively at me while I was in my jimmy jams, I I shat it big style. And then with that, he was gone. Did you literally shit yourself? I would have shit myself. No, I didn't literally shit myself, but I pushed the bed up against the door, rang reception and complained that a man had gained access to the hotel and my room, and they were indifferent. They sounded like they didn't believe me. Oh, it looks as if it didn't happen. (laughs) No, because in the morning I got up and I was a bit like, was it all a dream? And I went downstairs to have breakfast and he was sat at the table in the breakfast hall. He wasn't staying at the hotel, Ah. at least he wasn't supposed to be, having a massive big breakfast. And he went, hey, come over here, lad. Uh, As if, like, it was all fun and games. And I went, hello, mate. And he went, ah, I gave you a bit of a surprise last night, didn't I? And I went, yeah, you did. And it was like, is this all banter with a murderer, murderer banter? And I went, yeah, you did a bit. And then he, then as I was chatting to him, trying to make nice, but being all confused, the waiter came over and said, shall we sign this to your room, Mr. Delaney? And I realised she was talking to him. And he went, yeah. And in front of me, signed my name on his breakfast bill. <laughs> Full English. Yeah, this Full is, English, your dad. This is it with murderers. They've got no sort of moral code, have they? No scruples. They are, uh, from my experience, they're unethical people. They're not to be and trusted. They're not. So that he was evil, and yeah. this skydiver man is not evil. Can you imagine that murderer if he was to take to the skies? How good would that oh. be? He'd oh have, my he'd, god! He'd come into your hotel room through the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or his face might have just appeared. Yeah, he kind of hovering. on a drone. Yeah, just hovering. Hey, oh, alright, Sammy boy. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> you, you bloody puffer. Oh, it was awful, Andy. Up on Delaney, we're going down the lap dancing club. We're going sky killing, and you're coming with me, you little prick. 
I don't want to come sky murdering with you. Well, you're going to fucking have to. You're going to come with me. Killing in the skies, because if not, I'm going to kill you. That's your choice. Oh, no, it's a Sophie's choice. I'd turn murderer, though, just to save myself, it's probably. Me, it's me and you for the next 30 years. <laughs> oh, in the scrubs. What am I going to tell my mum? <laughs> Forget about your mum. She's never going to see you again, and you're never going to see her, because we live in the clouds now. Killing in the clouds for fun. <laughs> He'd probably have some... All criminals have made up legal knowledge that they've learned from some dickhead in prison. You, go, you know, Sammy, it's actually... You can get away with murder under British law as long as you are not on British soil. Which means that if you kill someone from the air, it's uh, actually not a criminal offence. So we're literally above the law. The air is neutral territory. You can't get done for it, Sammy. It's like international waters. You can do what you like. It's like being in Luxembourg. (laughs) You can't kill people legally in Luxembourg, Charlie. (laughs) Yes, you fucking can. I've done it. Here, get hold of this. Get hold of this brick. We're going to need it in a minute. (laughs) Oh, God. Why am I a sky murderer? (laughs) I just wanted to be a journalist. Yeah, it was awful, and it could have been a lot worse. But uh, anyway, I don't know what he's up to now. Hopefully not listening to his podcast, yeah. because he he once rang me up months later and went, Sam, it's Charlie here. Oh, you've said do his you name. Know, do you know, I won't say his surname. <laughs> do you know that Quentin Tarantino? And I'm like, I was. I remember I was going into the tube station at the time, I went, no. And he went, don't fuck me around here, lad. I'm not getting the fucking fob off. I've written a script of my life story and I want you, I want you to get it in front of Quentin Tarantino. I don't know Quentin Tarantino. Don't fuck me about. (laughs) I know what you bastards are like keeping all your contacts to yourself. I don't know why he assumed I've mixed in those circles. (laughs) I mean, I I was only 24, but anyway, I got threatened then and I don't want to go back down that road again. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Anyway. Talk about Theresa May busting out the old dance moves in Africa this week. What do you make of that? Yeah, um, it's quite painful to watch, quite um, chilling, sinister. Um, Hard to believe that a human being can have such low levels of uh, rhythm and, uh, you know, dancing technique and yet Mm. be in charge of all of us. Um, (laughs) But I think, was it a distraction thing? Are she doing it to just distract everybody from talking about Brexit? I know that, you know, uh, Parliament's in recess and all this sort of thing, so there's nothing going on in Parliament anyway, but... It, 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 people have talked about nothing else but Theresa May's hapless dancing all week. Yeah. Is it just a, a sideshow, do you think? Oh, no, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, possibly. But i tell you what else. It's the guaranteed cast iron proof now that Brexit's going to happen, despite your long-held opinion yeah, that it won't. I agree. This is because turned, yeah. The, no, well, it's, it means that she knows we're leaving and we're probably going to leave without a deal. Because why else would she be motivated to dance not once but twice in a week? She did it once. Yeah. Everyone gave her shit over it, right? And then she went back and did it again. And in the second one in Nairobi with the scouts, they weren't even really encouraging her to do it, you know. They were just having a dance. She could have easily got away with not dancing. I think, she went for it. Yeah, I think they were just going to have a bit of dinner, weren't they? And she just got up and started dancing. She just started fucking... It's like she's addicted to the dance. It's just like Gloria Estefan said, eventually the rhythm's going to get you. And it's fucking got her. It's got a <laughs> big slime. Like, yeah, it's got her like a... She's a bug. It's a virus. She can't kick it. She can't get rid of it. She can't be cured. Now she's dancing at the first sign of a black person. <laughs> she, she, will, she, will, she starts like... She reminded me a little bit of JK out of Jamiroquai. Yeah. In the, in if you look at the of... stills, she looks like... she's. If she had a big silly hat, yeah. She'd almost be exactly like him. She dressed the same, does does similar moves. That's but, a, um that's a good point. But um it's it's almost like prime ministers of the future are gonna have to have some kind of show business skill in order to get elected. And that's not necessarily te- a bad thing. I tell you who I think would be a great prime minister, Len Goodman. Yeah off of um Strictly. Yeah. He's got he's got the moves and he's also yeah. got quite a few objectionable borderline racist opinions as well. Yeah, you're thinking of Anton de Beck. No, I'm thinking of Len Goodman. I've Has seen... Len been a racist? Oh, Len's, Len said stuff that he shouldn't have said. I mean, he's 78 oh. or something like that, but, you know, still. But, you know, getting back to what I was saying, Prime Ministers in the future, they should be auditioning for us. Britain's got talent style. I mean, would mm, you have respected mm. Gordon Brown more or less if he was also a sword swallower? <laughs> more by, yeah, loads more. Exactly. If John Major could release himself from a straitjacket in a water tank filled with eels in under 60 seconds, mm. would that have got the Good Friday Agreement over the line a bit quicker? Uh-huh, surely. Yes. Yeah, Wouldn't definitely. we even then have had new labour? We could have been looking at a 20-year John Major reign if he was also an escapologist. Mm. Oh, definitely. The British public love an escapologist. Exactly. So, what about Cameron? What what would he have done? Uh, well, he fucked a pig in the mouth, didn't he? So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would win like, fucking uh, hands down uh, any talent show. Alternative cabaret. It used to be on Channel 4 it'd all the time on. in the 80s, didn't it? it? It'd have come on, done that, then he'd have just lobbed the fucking pig corpse at, you know, Simon Cow. Yeah. I turned back to the others and gone, follow that cunt. <laughs> it would have been like, you know, following little Richard. <laughs> just impossible. You can't totally. follow him. But I'd like to see Theresa May's um, polling results now on popularity after the dance. I bet they haven't gone down. I tell you, 
in some ways, she went up, in my opinion, because she can't dance. She knows she can't dance, but she did it anyway. Yeah. And I'll always respect anyone who approaches something they know they're not gifted at with enthusiasm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like football, isn't it? I mean, I was never the best footballer, but I always just sort of loved playing football anyway. And there's because you can still derive enjoyment from something, even if you're not the best. And these days, society places a huge emphasis on perfection, doesn't it? And expertise. But you can derive fun from all sorts of things that you're shit at. It's with with Theresa May though. It's either that thing where you launch yourself into doing something you know you're not very good at, and you know you're going to get mocked and laughed at, or she's just got the sort of cold-hearted, cynical viewpoint that she can do anything, and she thinks she's actually pulling it off. It could be either. Yeah. No, look at her face. She doesn't think she is not doing that thing. I mean, I've been on dance floors many times, many, many times in my life, like drunk. Yeah. Uh, drunk, possibly high, dancing to a track and thinking to myself, I and biting my lower lip in the white man's style, maybe dancing <laughs> to crazy in love. I don't know. And, and, at a wedding or wherever, I'm thinking, my God, I am a fucking exceptional dancer. I'm bossing this. I am, yeah. I am like, everyone on this dance floor is loving it. They're looking at me thinking, oh, my God, is that where's that bloke got this groove from? I've yeah. never seen a white man move like that before. We've all been there. And then, you know, you fall over or something awful happens and you realise, oh, it was all just a crazy delusion. But so I know what it looks like. She doesn't look like she's got that. Mm. She would have bitten her lower lip. That's always the tell. Yeah. If someone actually thinks that they're dancing well. Yeah. Do you but think she didn't? Do, sorry. Do you think um, she's going to reprise this at the Tory Party conference in a few weeks' time? Oh, I'd love to think speech. so. Do you remember how shit it was at her speech last year when she lost her voice she, and it she, all went she disastrous? She needed a suite and all the, all the letters fell off the wall behind her as well. Oh my god! <laughs> how, how is that a year ago? I can't believe it. She was already rock bottom. She'd lost that election. Then they said, you know, the only way she can bounce back from this is doing the best conference speech of all time. She did the worst conference speech of all time. And we thought, that's her finish now. It's a year later. Brexit's run out of control. And she's in Africa doing shit dancing with a load of Cub Scouts. And she's just still in situ. She's still the Prime Minister. I think that was the moment when she just thought, this isn't going to get any worse. So fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Not give yeah. a shit about the repercussions. That's why she's dancing now. That's why earlier in the week, when Michael Crick asked her what she did to help release Nelson Mandela in the 1980s, she just went, fuck all, mate. What did you do? You know what I mean? <laughs> she doesn't care anymore. She's gone she rogue. She doesn't give a fuck. But I tell you why, it's because something she saw, if I'm still here after the dog shit I've presided over, then that can only mean one thing mm. that. I, 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 the people, the alternatives to me are so dire that people would rather have me in place than the alternatives. Because she's looking around, she's thinking, the alternatives are Jeremy Corbyn or Boris Johnson or Jacob Rees-Mogg, yeah. right? And they're three of the biggest fucking idiots, idiots slash cunts in the country, yeah. right? And she's thinking, I could have bloody walked into this village pulled down my knickers and and done a shit on the tribe on the chief tribesman's fucking floor and laughed and <laughs> on his shield on his fucking shield on his sacred shield and uh no one would bat an eyelid back home i mean yeah. obviously the africans would be fucking <clears throat> livid 
Oh, the racist but, fuck here would love it. Yeah, this should probably fucking go up amongst that lot. So that, but that in reality is the truth. I mean, she is. I hesitate to say the worst prime minister ever because I think that accolade still goes to David Cameron De- for what yeah. he started. Yeah. But she's a close second. But it doesn't matter. Or is because, she the best now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, yeah, she could be the best. Let's quickly talk about Stacey Solomon, who has been bullied by a magazine, or that's the allegation anyway. Now Magazine did a horrible uh, cover of Stacey Solomon. Yeah. Um, in which... Oh, hang on a minute. I can't bloody find the picture. Have you got it in front of you? Um, I haven't, but I've got the story here. And yeah. it was Now Magazine, and she was on the cover. Yeah. And it, so says, it, 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 it had the headline, Stacey, boring, desperate, cheap... Why fans are sick of her. Yeah, that's really, really, really horrible. Now, full disclosure, you and I, we're particularly affectionate for Stacey Solomon. We have a particular affection for her because we recently on our talk sports show um, dragged her in as a guest, didn't we? We We found her in the building. Someone said, I just saw Stacey Solomon and I ran out in an ad break and I, I never met her, but I did that thing of pretending like I had by being overly familiar. <laughs> I went, all right, Stacey, how's it going? She went, oh, hello. And I went, well, do you fancy coming in with me and Andy for five minutes? She was there to do another radio she show was. on a different station. And she came in and she was she had no, she hadn't prepared. We were doing a football show. She had she admitted she had no interest in football or knowledge of it. Yeah. And she was absolutely charming, entertaining and lovely company for about five minutes, wasn't she? She is. I would like to say here and now that I am very much in love with her at the moment. She's a wonderful woman, actually, Stacey Solomon. She is. And magazines have been peddling this sort of stuff for a long time, celebrity magazines. I used to edit one briefly years ago, uh, Heat, which was Now's big rival. And I do have, I don't have any sympathy, but I can tell you why a cover like this ends up getting published. What's that? It's because unlike when I was in the business and those magazines were selling hundreds of thousands a week, now, because of the internet, etc., they're not. They're desperate and they're all vying um, by any means necessary to still sell copies every week to pay the bills. And unfortunately, all the evidence usually points towards the more negative and dramatic your cover, yeah, uh, the more sales you get. And once that realize, once you realize that as an editor, if you are going to give in to the pressure coming down from above, from your publisher, from the money people above you, you will do whatever it takes. It's a bit like long ball football. It's like if you think the quickest and easiest route to someone getting off your back and leaving you alone and not threatening to sack you is to take a lovely people's princess like Stacey mm. Solomon and say boring, desperate, cheap on the cover, you'll fucking do it if you're not careful. But who's going to pick it up and buy that though? Because it's blatantly untrue. People do. But People it's do. Like, what, they might as well put on the front cover ice cream. Ice cream's for cunts now. Would people pick that up and buy that? I think the psychology in some cases might be that some people say, oh, I really like Stacey Solomon. That's really extreme. There must be something more to this story because that's fucking mental. I'm going to find out what by buying Now magazine. Maybe that's the psychology. I don't know. But, you know, and I don't know whether they... they, I'm not saying this is a good cover line that would be commercially successful, 
But I can see how they've fucking accidentally fallen into the trap of thinking, fuck it, we'll just do anything. But, you know, they have to ask themselves why. Why are they doing that for their job? Maybe they should go and work on country life instead. So you think that it's got that tagline on the front, why fans are sick of her, that will make people pick it up and buy it because they want to know why fans are actually sick of her? Well, that might have been why they did it. Whether or not that transpires to be true, I don't know. What I do know is that Now Magazine immediate... When you do this shit, you've got a You've got to, when you publish stuff, you've got to fucking know what your position is and you've got to have the courage of your convictions, right? Yeah. Um, and then you've got to be prepared to hit back when people criticise you. Now Magazine didn't. They published this. It would have been signed off by four or five different senior people in their company. And then as soon as the shit hit the fan and people rightly started to say, this is a disgusting, horrible piece of bullying and it is trashy journalism, they issued a really bland and grovelling climb down. Yeah, corporate they have. climb down. Yeah. Whoever the editor is or whoever else was responsible for it didn't have their name on it. It was just a source from the publisher said, you know, it was not our intention to have a bullying tone and we completely apologise. You go, you just signed this off two days ago. It's, it's Now... <clears throat> Because people have made an issue out of it, you shit yourself back down and say sorry. It seems to be a line that's been, that's sort of been stepped over because obviously Stacey's come out and said this is bullying, this is wrong, um, you know, this is this is a disgrace, and she's right. But then earlier in the week on Loose Women, there was um, what's her name, Kim, Kim Woodburn was on, and she got mm. hauled over the calls as well by. Um, yeah one of the Nolans who she was in Celebrity Big Brother with, and then and Kim Woodburn yeah. ended up walking off the set in the end in yeah. tears. So is this yeah. is this acceptable now? There was there was another thing as well this week that some politician complained to Twitter because um, somebody on Twitter had called him a fat cunt or an overweight cunt or something like that. Mm. And Twitter yeah. has replied and said, um, we won't be deleting this tweet or banning this user because as you are a public figure... We don't censor potentially offensive content at public yeah. figures in in the name of public discourse. So, like, if you're a celebrity, are you fair game for bullying now? Is that is that how it is? Yeah, that's always been the uh, point of view of many people working in that world. They sort of think, as, as long as you're putting your head above the parapet, you're there to be shot at. And they all and there are those people, presumably the people responsible for this cover line on Now Magazine, who think. It's all fair game. All fair's in love and more. Are you and, and I? Are, the- are you and I now fair game, Sam? Given the success of this podcast and Top Flight Time Machine, are we yeah. fair game for internet bullying? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. You think we're going to get much? Yeah. I don't think we'll get much because I reckon. Well, I reckon we could take them. Yeah, I mean, my what I generally do on Twitter is I just go, "I'll meet you and fight." You. Yeah, I mean, you know that murderer as well, don't you? We could get him in. I'll get another <clears throat> paragliding murderer. Yeah. I did one bloke had a pop at me once. I can't remember what about. And I said, I I really, if they've heard you on the radio or seen you on the box or whatever, they think that you might play by more pleasant rules because yeah. they think ev- everyone's like Philip Schofield, right? <laughs> so they think, oh, this person will play by the rules. They won't be able to hit back mm. in the same way as I ever tried. So I really quickly, almost within a few seconds of someone saying something abusive to me, saying, and I said, I'm not proud of this, but I said, I will fuck you. I will throw your mum in the canal. <laughs> You're going to fuck him? <laughs> and then throw his mum in no, the No, I didn't say I will fuck you. I said, fuck so you, I will you throw your mum in the canal. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the, I mean, that would have been great. I will fuck you, and then I will throw your mum in the canal. 
while you're still reeling from the fucking. It was a stupid thing to say. And I thought it'd scare him off, but he didn't. It didn't at all. He sent me an eye roll gif. Oh, you <laughs> Good man. I think if anyone tries I, I to come, if anyone tries to come at us and bully us on Twitter now, we can just reply with them. Um, I will take to the skies <clears throat> and get my retribution. Yeah, keep keep your eyes on the skies because there's something coming your way, sleep, and you're not going to like it. Sleep tight. Yeah, <laughs> that's just then in the dead of night. Yeah. tap tap tap. Who's that at the window? Oh, three faces. All right, Sam Delaney, Andy Dawson, and Charlie. The mysterious contract killer from the northwest of England. Right. And they're all flying. It'd be like that scene in The Lost Boys when <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland and all his mates are flying around outside the house, <laughs> scaring them. Only with more extreme prejudice. Before we go, I've got four headlines. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I call this now. News without news, I think it is. News without news. Yeah, and just give me marks at a 10 on how how deeply you'd like to go into the full stories here. Uh, First one. uh, Florida restaurant no longer allows monkey Mondays after animal bit eight-year-old boy. Eight. Yeah. Same. I want to know more about Monkey Mondays and the mechanics. Yeah, I want to know the his. I want to yeah, know the history of Monkey works. Mondays. Yeah. Uh, fry up rocked by earthquake that rumbled through Yorkshire. Mm, six. Yeah. Okay. Fair I don't believe it. There wasn't a big earthquake in Yorkshire. It couldn't have been particularly big. Okay. And I, and if the worst it did was shake up a fry up, fuck it. <laughs> One solitary fry up. Yeah. Right in the epicenter build, of the earthquake. I, I fucking call me when a building's collapsed, then I might fucking take interest. Anyone know where the epicenter of the earthquake was? Yeah, well, Sid's eggs just came off the plate there. So, <laughs> speaking of eggs, next one: man pushes fifteen boiled eggs up rectum and tears intestines. Ten. Hey, and finally, pastor almost killed by snake during sermon vows to keep handling snakes. <laughs> Yeah, nine, nine. <laughs> I want to know the history of him yeah, handling exactly. snakes. It's very much like the Monkey Monday story. A strong week this week, then. Right, that's yeah. that's it from us for this episode of News. Yeah, thing. it's been it's been great. Uh, don't forget to check out our football podcast, Top Flight Time Machine. Uh, we're also doing a live event, aren't we? When's that? That's I can't next, remember. next Friday, seventh of September at King's Place and King's Cross. But- and yeah, we will be uh, uh, looking at the 1987 shoot annual and also recreating one of the greatest cultural moments of 1987. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. Uh, subscribe to News Thing and all the rest of it. And more than anything, people, keep your eyes on, on the, the skies. skies. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.